You are listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in india in this podcast we will discuss the taxability of interest on provident funds provident funds for the purpose of the income tax act 1961 can broadly be classified into three classes first are statutory provident funds which are established under the provident fund act 1925 for employees working in government or semi government organizations etc second are funds set up under the employees provident fund act 1952 or any other fund as defined under section 2 sub clause 38 of the income tax act and those which have been recognized in conformity with the rules contained in part a of the fourth schedule of the income tax act the third class of funds are those that are not recognized under the income tax act Section 10 of the Income Tax Act provides certain incomes which are exempt from tax and are not included in total income. Prior to its amendment, blanket tax exemption was allowed under clauses 11 and 12 of Section 10 of the Income Tax Act to any payment received from the first and second class of provident funds. This position of complete exemption has been changed via the Finance Act 2021 by introducing two identical provisos to both clauses of section 10. The amendment seeks to tax notional interest on employee's contribution to specified provident fund exceeding the threshold limit made on or after the 1st of April 2021. The threshold limit has been stated to be 2.5 lakhs. which has been increased to 5 lakhs in the scenario where there is no contribution in the provident fund by the employer the act has empowered the central board of direct taxes to notify the manner of computing the notional interest in furtherance of the amendment the central board of direct taxes via notification number 95 dated 31st august 2021 notified rule 9d in the income tax rules 1962 it lays down the manner of computation of taxability of interest whereby financial year 2021 to 22 onwards provident funds shall maintain two separate accounts within the employee's provident fund account for taxable and non-taxable contributions only interest in taxable contribution account will be taxable in the hands of employees this account includes employee's contribution to specified provident fund exceeding the threshold limit beginning with the financial year 2122 and any interest thereto on the other hand employee's contribution to specified provident fund up to the threshold limit beginning with the financial year 2122 and closing balance till 31st march 2021 along with any interest accruing on both will be treated as the non taxable contribution account any sum received from a provident fund can be divided into four separate sources employee's contribution employer's contribution interest on employee's contribution and interest on employer's contribution the employee's contribution to the fund when returned to the employee after his retirement should not be treated as income of the employee on first principles the supreme court held that employer's contribution to the fund 
not interest accruing thereon cannot be treated as income of the employee either in the year in which the contribution is made nor in the year in which the sum is withdrawn from the fund independently money received from a provident fund was held to be not taxable having been received from a person other than an employer these judgments have been statutorily overruled now to certain extent to sum up the position on taxation of contribution and accretion to a recognized provident fund as it stood prior to the amendment by the finance act 2020 can be summarized in the following manner employer's contribution up to 12% of salary is not treated as income law laid down in lw russell continues employer's contribution in excess of 12% of salary is to be treated as income section 17 read with rule 6 of the fourth schedule to the income tax act interest on employer's contribution up to notified rates is not taxable law laid down in the decision of lw russell will continue interest on employer's contribution in excess of notified rates is treated as salary section 17 read with rule 6 of the fourth schedule to the income tax act will apply interest on employee's contribution is exempt under section 10 sub clause 12 of the income tax act while the recent amendments have now sought to disallow the tax exemption of clauses 11 and 12 of section 10 of the income tax act on such interest on provident fund contributions there is absence of any provision in the income tax act creating a charge on the same while carrying out the amendment the legislature should have similarly amended the relevant provisions to introduce a charging provision to allay any confusion and difficulties that will be faced by affected parties until such time the accretion to the employee contribution though income is not in the nature of salary and to the best of our understanding will be taxed under the residuary provision of section 56 under the head income from other sources in the hands of the employee we now proceed to discuss the point of taxation income is taxable in the year in which it accrues to a person payments received by employees in the form of employers contributions towards provident funds become taxable as profits in lieu of salary under section 17 sub clause 32 of the income tax act but section 17 cannot be read in isolation and must be read in conjunction with section 15 of the income tax act the term due followed by the qualifying expression whether paid or not in section 15 shows that the present or former employer must be obligated to pay that amount which in turn creates a right in the employee to claim the same a combined reading of section 15 and 17 leads to the inference that payments received from provident funds become taxable in the hands of the employee only when the amount becomes due from the employer and such payments become due only upon the employee reaching the age of superannuation only upon the happening of one of the contingencies provided under the provident fund scheme can the beneficiary under the trust be determined until this condition is fulfilled amount contained in the provident fund does not vest in the employee but rather remains vested in the trustees of the provident fund the supreme court while deciding the similarly worded section 7 of the income tax act 1922 in lw russell held that unless a vested interest in the sum accrues to an employee it is not taxable no interest in the sum contributed by the employer under the scheme vested in the employee as it was only a contingent interest depending upon his reaching the age of superannuation it is not a perquisite allowed to him by the employer or an amount due to him from the employer within the meaning of section 71 of the income tax act this landmark judgment continues to be the law on the matter till this day 
being upheld by courts time and again and the view is also supported by the commentary of Sampath Iyengar's law of income tax it can similarly be extended to interpret the newly added provisos to clause 11 and 12 of section 10 of the income tax act as any interest that accrues on the balance of provident funds become payable to the employee only upon attaining the age of superannuation and not before until such time such interest will at best have a notional value thereby the liability to pay tax on any interest that accrues on any amount in excess of the threshold limit in the taxable contribution account under rule 9d of the income tax rules read with provisos to clause 11 and 12 of section 10 of the income tax act will arise only when the same actually becomes due and payable to the employee on attaining the age of superannuation irrespective of the computation of interest taking place on a monthly or annual basis we now proceed to discuss the concept of deduction of tds deduction of tds is to be carried out by the entity from whom the income is received based on this principle the charging provision plays a vital role in deciding the entity that is responsible to withhold tax for the limited purposes of this podcast only aspects related to tax deductible as tds as to interest on employees contribution is examined in the case of a provident fund it could either be the trustees of provident fund or the employer here the trustees are responsible for crediting the provident fund account balance to the account of employees it can safely be stated that as the employer is not responsible for paying the sums from the provident fund the employer will not be liable to withhold tax on such sums moreover the interest on employee contribution is earned on the basis of notified rates or in other words it is neither based on employer employee relationship nor receivable in the nature of salary to employee this leads to the implication that section 192 of the income tax act is not applicable as this interest is not in the nature of salary thereby even trustees of provident fund will not be liable to withhold tax on such sums another provision that holds relevance is section 194a that deals with tds on interest income this in turn requires analysis of the definition of interest under section 2 sub clause 28a of the income tax act which is applicable to sums payable in relation to monies borrowed or a debt incurred this is not pertinent to the present discussion as a resultant accretion of income due to the interest on employees contribution is being considered under this recent amendment hence even this provision is not useful there is no specific charging provision to determine the responsibility to deduct tds as already discussed in the present scenario to the best of our understanding the interest on employees contribution will be taxed under section 56 under the head income from other sources in the hands of the employee it must be noted that income under this provision does not attract the provisions of tds of the income tax act and leads to outcome of the recent amendment possibly not creating any liability and will remain so until requisite amendments are brought into the income tax act to introduce charging provisions with this we come to the conclusion of our podcast the amendments in clauses 11 and 12 of section 10 of the finance act 2021 were brought in with the legislative intent to curtail excessive parking of monies in provident funds rather than using it as a secure investment scheme for the larger public which was the reason for which it was introduced statistics show that only a small percentage of investors in provident fund schemes will be affected by this amendment nevertheless it cannot but be observed that this amendment is half baked in many ways while it limits the tax exemption 
it is severely lacking in creating both charging and machinery provisions that are necessary to ensure smooth procedure for SSEs for an income that was hitherto granted blanket exemption. It remains to be seen how the judiciary interprets this new tax or if the legislature proactively removes all doubts by promulgating specific provisions similar to those that exist for the employer's contributions towards provident fund account of employees. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at lakshmishree.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes if you'd like to hear more about them. Do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep you abreast with the relevant legal updates. We hope that you'll join us next week.